us, you're the one that has done the most already. Yeah, well, that's usually the case. And we have to like... <laughs> well, that's good. Welcome to episode 21. Yeah. We are fucking fighting, fighting again. Yeah, welcome. God damn it. What was the last okay. episode you on? Just this one. Yeah. We were fighting. So, hi everyone. Welcome. Mm. Uh, we basically just recorded quite a substantial bit of quite good episode. Yeah, yeah. Actually pretty good. And some of our best You'll material. never guess who fucking forgot to record it. Max it the asshole. It wasn't me. Yeah. Well. Yeah, okay. Fuck Max. Anyway, Fuck so we're Max. fighting. We're starting off... With not the greatest, a little, dynamic. a little, a little, uh, yeah, a little bit combative. That's fine. At least we've got an umpire Blaney. here. We've got Cody here to join us, professional gemologist Cody. Yep, she's going to be contributing tonight. Super stoked about it. And tonight we'll be talking about artists. Artists, <laughs> just artists. We're talking about the art world tonight. Oh fuck! Now I have to do my bit again. Yes, you do. No, no, I'm mad. <laughs> and you have to make the drinks. Okay. All right. So let's remember how a podcast that was goes. That's that was annoying. Insane. That's fine. Opportunity. 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 Jesus. All right. So I'm behind the bar tonight, which means I'm making the shots. Yep. Which making? Which means we're doing tequila. Okay. Let's do some tequila. So a good story you guys missed while no one was recording. Mm. I'm not supposed to be here. Oh yeah. I kind of creeped on. I kind of creeped on in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Joe had this very, like, a waft of air that went through, started deep down in her lungs that came out Mm -hmm. in this deep, terrifying yell. I was so scared. I was so scared. So Brian and I were recording. We're getting into it. You weren't recording. Cody just... (laughs) (laughs) Technically, that's true. We were just rehearsing without a recorder, which I think most people just call hanging out. Yeah. Um, Just talking. And and then Cody just pops her head in the door. Brian notices it. I didn't. And then I pretty much almost shot myself. (laughs) It was terrifying. But anyway, that was Cody's entrance to the episode tonight. Yeah, what a but way to make an entrance. What a way to do it. Yeah. And it turns out to be perfectly timed because tonight we we're going to be talking about art heists, art forgeries, the art world in general. Mm. Who among us is a trained gemologist, Brian? I am certainly not. Me neither. Oh, pick me! Pick wow, me. Pick we have me. one. We, we have one. one here in the front it's row. It's a kind of high quality guest. Pass her, pass her the mic. Pass her the mic. Just I'll rotate it? <laughs> no, I mean. I have the mic. She passed me the mic with the hands. (laughs) With the hands hands that she has on her body. (laughs) Um, Well, cheers, guys. Mm. To episode 21, take two. Take two. Second time's a charm, I think, is what they say. It's been that kind of fucking day, hasn't it? (laughs) It actually has. God damn it. Mm. (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Once again, Brian has taken a shot and the glasses have fallen from his head to the floor. Okay, so the way I wanted to set tonight up is to talk about the art world and money laundering. Do you guys have an opinion about this in any way? I've not heard about this before. Oh, really? This is the first time. <laughs> and coats? The art world and money laundering. I feel like money laundering is an art form. And in and of itself. In and of itself. That's so true. Well, traditional art is an attractive vehicle to launder money with. Um, Because it can be hidden or smuggled, transactions are often private, and prices can be subjective and manipulated. So it is the perfect vehicle for shuffling billions and billions of dollars around the world without 
paying tax or registering your name or, or any whatever. proof of actual exactly or even like having paid for a thing yeah. you know you can be like this beer bottle is worth 10 billion dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's basically what happens uh, so once purchased the art can disappear from view for years or even decades a lot of the art board of art auctions these days goes to what's called free ports which are ultra secure warehouses for the collections of millionaires and billionaires and they can range from Picassos to gold to vintage Ferraris and fine wine. These free ports, which typically exist in Switzerland, Luxembourg, and Singapore, offer a variety of tax advantages because the goods stored in them are technically still in transit. You don't have to pay tax on it because it's like on its way to where it's supposed to be. Is there any point where people pay taxes on it? No. Yeah, once not it gets ones. there, you don't have to prove that it has arrived. No. The eagle it's, has landed. It's, it, it's in these thing. little warehouses and they could be there for decades. So what billionaires will do is they keep their stuff in storage in the free port so it never actually crosses technically a customs boundary. So they never have to pay tax on that thing. So, what, so the economists reported that one free port, the, the free port near the Geneva airport alone is thought to hold about 100 billion US dollars worth of art. And it just has never left the free port. Because it's an equity that they're sitting on? Yeah, they're just sitting on it. But, and then they'll sell but it. it's subjective. Who says it's 100 billion dollars worth of art? So it's like... Crooked art dealer? Yeah, that's exactly the point though. So like Bob said, once inside the free port, the art can be sold privately and anonymously to other buyers. The art need never leave the warehouse after the private sale is completed. So they just live their whole lives in these free ports. Worse still is that auction houses themselves are being taken over by the global wealthy. So in June this year, Sotheby's in London announced it was to be acquired by billionaire telecom magnate and art collector Patrick Drahl in a surprise, air quotes, surprise, $3.7 billion deal. It was or over the value that Sotheby's had been valued at publicly, but this guy was going to pay that much money out of the blue to own Sotheby's. Wait, why was Sotheby's up for auction? It wasn't. It, it, he just came out of nowhere and bought it. Okay. Said, I'm going to write a piece of paper. I'm going to write a number on this piece of paper. Yeah. And I want to own you now. And they took it. And, and they went with it. Okay. it so now he owns Sotheby's. He now owns Sotheby's. Convenient if you're a magnate and art collector. Mm-hmm. The deal means that the two British auction houses that dominate international sales of fine art, real estate, and collectibles are both owned by French billionaires. Sotheby's arch rival Christie has been owned since 1998 by luxury goods tycoon Francois Henry Penault's investment co- company Artemis, which is a pretty badass name for an investment company. Yeah, man. So, just wanted to paint the picture for everything we're talking about with this art world bullshit. It's exactly that. It's yeah. inflated prices. And it's got this entire like layer of ulterior motive that is not about appreciation for art. Especially if all this artwork is never even seen That's, or appreciated. It's kept in a free port. You're not, you're not buying something to put it on your house. Like in one of your French Riviera houses. Well, that, that For your donation. Be. Yeah. I mean, that, it's that, all that. fake. It's all a coup. We'll get back to that. But Brian, I feel like you're 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 you're, you're chomping, chomping at the bit. bit. It really feels interesting to me because that leads right into my thing, which I'm going to say for the first time tonight. <laughs> I want to talk to you about Wolfgang Fischer. That's a dude. That's a great name. Yeah, Fischer. You like that? I love that yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. So he was a he was a German dude. 
Nope, dude. <laughs> we're going to keep it You're going. just going to have to keep going. I know, I know. Don't try and recreate version know, one. Let's just do it fresh. All right, all right. Haven't you ever faked your virginity before? My virginity? Wow. Been, fake, been faking it to this wow. very day. There's this <laughs> insight thing. into Joe that nobody thing. I'm sorry. It's my for. first time. I've never faked it either. But I just wasn't. I wanted to make a joke. She even lied about the first time. No, it's not my first time. <laughs> so right, he was a guy that became a very famous art forger. Probably one of the, the premier art forgers of our era. Cool. Yeah. He ended up making tons of money. Got, bust, got busted in the end. Well, I mean, estimates are like the highest end is like $100 million. That he sold for one painting that he forged? No, that oh. he, over the course of his career. Okay. It's a fairly long career. Yeah. Uh, you want to know about his origins? Yeah, please. Okay. So he started as a child. <laughs> Began as a child. A very traditional trajectory. <laughs> Grew into an adult. It started, well, I mean, technically he started as a fetus. Oh, yeah. right. And then was expelled through the... Birth canal. Canal. Yeah. Came out. How do you say canal in German? Canale. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it's German. Italian. <laughs> Wolfgang, or as we like to call him... Wolfgang Fishlips. Wolfie. 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 Awesome. Um, so he grew up in a town. He yep. had a father... Shared experience. Well. With most people. Some people. Yeah. Alright, so Wolfgang grew up in a town with his father. His father was art restorer. And to make ends meet, this, these were hard times. It's after World War also. Uh-huh. Hard times. He, his father would recreate paintings, sell them in the market, the vegetable market. Some people like to call it the salad market. <laughs> Some people like to call it the market where the hipsters sell their homebrew beer. Yeah. And so he would sell uh, copies of paintings. They weren't. But it, this, this wasn't like a scam because everybody knew. Like, no one was like, oh, I just bought a Picasso right. original. Well, this is like the fucking honest art world. Yeah, and he's just the like... contrast. I'm pretty... I'm a pretty good painter. I can I can make a Guernica for you. I'll, I'll do that for you. You guys can buy that. You'll be happy. Nice name dropping. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... I feel like there's more to come. Oh, uh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't know, but... <laughs> so, young Wolfie apprenticed at his father's knee... And was like, well, yeah, that's a great way to make a living. I'm going to do that. And his dad was like, all right, well, here's a postcard of a Picasso original. Let's see what you can do with that. Thinking he'd be shit. Probably. Thinking like... I'll teach you everything I know, son. Yeah. But you'll need to learn from me. Yeah. But Wolfie knocked it out of the park his first try, according to him. Okay. So 14 years old, he did that painting. He just fucking did that painting. And um, his dad was like... Not only is that an amazing reproduction, but you've actually improved on the original. I think that I will put my brushes down for a couple of years in just jealous rage. Right. <laughs> and Sounds healthy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. Normal family dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. So dad didn't, didn't touch paint for a couple of years. And then what happened? Down, 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 down. It's the 60s. Get a flower crown. Down, 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 down. I got a sign in my hand. I got flowers in my hair. So that was the soundtrack of young Wolfie's uh, teenage years, and he was like, fuck it. I'm gonna drop out. I'm gonna drop acid. I'm gonna drop my pants in a public space. As you do. It's the 60s. It's the 60s. Everyone's dropping everything. 
God, what a what a time. <laughs> well, he dropped, and he dropped, and he dropped his paints. Right. Yeah. He just not his paint at all. Uh, metaphorically, he dropped he dropped his paints. He dropped out of high school. Right. Or uh, art school. <laughs> and then uh, he met a girl. She bought him a Harley Davidson motorbike. He drove all over Europe. Went to Amsterdam. Ended up in Morocco. Started a little kind of a side scam where he was like, "Well, I'm pretty good at painting." I'm gonna do what my dad did. I'm gonna I'm gonna make these little paintings, sell them in the garden markets. Nice. And he did that, and that made him a couple bucks, so he could continue his adventures. But then he got ambitious, and he was mm. like, "You know what? I bet you there's. A, I bet you I could make even more money." And then he met this dude who was like a guy connected with the art world. He met guy. Yeah, guy, 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 guyly. Guy guyly. Guy guyly. I got a guy. His name's Guy. Yeah. He does artwork. He's the he's the artwork guy. His name's Guyly. Guy Guyley was like, Wolfie, what are you doing? I, I, got, I know people in the art world. Get the hell out of the garden market and enter the art world. So Wolfgang, smart guy, went to the museums and would look through old catalogs and would find the catalogs of certain artists, such as Manet. Here we go. Uh, just the one. <laughs> just the one. Man, just the one name Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Did he do any of those monochrome chevrons? Monochrome chevron? Yeah. Did monochrome he do chevron? those? Did he do monochrome chevrons? He did, he did 17 monochrome chevrons. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What about uh, Black and White Flowers? What about Summer? Are you impressed yet? What about uh, Broken Glass on the Floor? Did he do any of those? He tried to do some broken lights on the pump, but um, it turned out he wasn't good at that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's a very exclusive artist. Not many people. But he would look him. through the catalogs and he would find records of paintings that were lost, that were not really recorded, other than the titles of the paintings and the dimensions of the paintings. Okay. But there was no photographic evidence. That sounds really obscure, and like you can just fill in the blanks. It's a mad lib of artwork. Yes. But see, that's what's so cool about it is that he was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to make that painting." It's talented. Yeah. It's talented. It's talented. You can do that. It's kind of like, like whimsical good. and fun too. It's yeah. like, oh, what if uh, someone like I don't know Manet or um, Tibalt or you know um, Toscanini? No, that's or an like, opera uh, singer, but French Cola. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he would he would he would then do that painting. And then present it like, oh, this has been rediscovered. This was that lost painting in that catalog. Here it is. Hmm. This is where you guys ask. Well, how did he? How did he? How did he sell that? Oh yeah, sorry. So did he just sort of go up to the museums and say like, I found it in the pool, or how did the he pool? sell it? The, what you could have come up with a better. I found it in like in the pool. I in found pool. it in a trunk. I found it in a locked <laughs> trunk that I had to break open into. I I, I was at a, a state sale. Did yeah. they see? Here's the thing. This yeah. is how you know something's a lie. You add too many details. I found, if someone yeah. says I found it in the pool. That's perfectly believable. Yeah, no, he thought about that. He thought about that. <laughs> I found it in a vacuum packed seal. So how did he convince these museums that he'd found something legit? Lied. Great. <laughs> Just lied. Did he go through? He went to the guy. Yeah, the guy would. Did talk. guy guy help him? Guy guy, guy helped him. Guy 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 Lee helped him. And and he and he's still operating at a fairly low end. Like he's not he's not hitting like super famous artists. Yet. Okay. That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he met, he met a, a woman named Helena Beltracci. Helene Beltracci. Helene Beltracci. Yeah. She was you do, wait. Trap City. Crotch? 
It's a fish crotchety. It's yes. It's it's, I'm pretty sure he just I said how we got to fish crotch. crotch. It doesn't. Crotchy. It doesn't. It's not. It's not. Playing. It doesn't play it's this not, time. It's alright. He wasn't here the first time around, and he heard it too. No, I was here. He was here. Person? Same yeah. person, but yeah. sounds a lot less like crotchy this time around. So we got to drop the joke and be fresh. The joke's not funny anymore. So what's her name, sorry? Uh, Helene Belcrotchy. Okay. Helene, Hel- Helene Belfishcrotchy. Oh, really? What was um, her deal? Um, so she was just glamorous and keen and into it. And she was like, you're a kind of a criminal guy. I'm attracted to that. Let's be criminal. Let's be a criminal Let's couple. Be, yeah. She would definitely be a prison pen or the mm-hmm. pen name, pen pal. Mm-hmm. She would yeah, have been 100%. that way. She was just like, okay, you're well, kind of I'm like sure a renegade. I'm sure he's charismatic and he's a talented artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got long hair and he's like, you know, hey, I have a Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, it was the Harley Davidson. Go on. So she was into it. So she, with, well, they t- together, they just bumped it up a notch, right? So then then they started getting greedy, ambitious. Take your pick, which which one or the other? Mm-hmm. Both. Well, I mean, I think it depends on your political sort of landscape. I mean, <laughs> you're a capitalist then you would say ambitious if you're slightly excuse slightly socialist you might say greedy um hey everybody thanks for tuning in to brian explains <laughs> politics <laughs> brian gives us his take on adjectives in a political context <laughs> stay I'll tuned be... next week for more brian explains adjectives in, in a, a political, political context. context um it's a seven and a half hour podcast it's just the sound of my voice talking in a really low tone about politics Marxism and, and Socialism and, and the colors. Oh, there's a We're losing him. We're losing him. Oh, oh, you have like that voice of the, the sleep podcast. Yeah. We're trying to that everyone a- now is falling asleep. We're trying to do the ASM thing before. Yeah, yeah. ASMR, RR. It's a piratey thing. ASMR, RPMR. No, the one where you like speak really close to the microphone. Go on. With the help of Helene. They got more ambitious, and so then uh, she was like, hey, check it out. My actual grandfather, back in the war times, World War also, yeah. um, lived next to an art dealer at the time, a big art dealer at the time. And as we all know, lots of artworks went missing during that time. It was a chaotic, crazy time. So there's a lot of uh, stuff that's hard to trace back. Right. But they zero in on this connection with a with a respected and known art dealer. Yeah. And so she concocted this whole narrative where it's like, what if? So what she's like, happen? what if we say that uh, this guy and my grandfather were really good friends and he gave my grandfather a bunch of these paintings. Right. And then we just discovered them. Yeah. They'd be like, like screw all the way. Yeah, yeah. And we just found all of these missing artworks. Exactly. Smart. And She's yeah, smart. It's very smart. And so then they, and so then they investigated, they looked into that and they started reproducing those lost paintings. Cool. They did it. And then the money started rolling in. The money was rolling in at that point. That, right. At that point, it's like, let, what do you, what do you, let's, 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 let's get a really good toaster with like, Four, you can toast four toasts at one Whoa, time. Whoa, they had heaps of money. So much money. They probably right? had one of those kettles that was like clear, so you can yeah, like see when the kettle. water's boiling. Exactly, like Whoa. that level of money. That's cool. Let's buy um, a refrigerator that doesn't make a horrendous sound <laughs> 24 hours a day. That and then level. she's like, we gotta, get, You gotta get there, Brian. Yeah, yeah. let's get a refrigerator. I just unplug it. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> so that started to work. But what's the thing we say on Joe's Pearls? Pearls of Wisdom. Yeah, what's the what's the Joe's Pearls for this week? Joe's Pearls for this week, guys. 
It's about it's a, it, tied into the to, tied into the money and the. Uh, if you go for money, you end up with just things. That's that's good. That's good. What does that have to do with pearls? Dinner. Just pearls. Just pearls. This is a this is a little this, side thing it's that we do. An offshoot that we're doing as well. Yeah. Joe's pearls. At the end of this, if you want to do a Q and A about pearls, I could definitely help you narrow that well, down. Well, Jamal, Jess, I'm looking forward to Cody's book too, too, as much as I like. <laughs> as much as I can't wait for you. As to much stop as I talking. enjoy this bit, also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so I was just trying to bring Joe's pearls back. I know, but you can't. can't do You've it. You've got to leave the. Right, she's dead in the ground. Just in stop trying to exhume the body of episode one. She might come one. back to life. <laughs> All right, go for it. Oh yeah. So then, um, yeah. So they did that. They had. They started recreating these paintings from the lost, you know, Nazi era, and that was good. That 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 they they raked in a lot of money from that. Some people started to get a little suspicious at that point because now they're getting into the big leagues. Right. Um, one of the points of contention was they found an old photograph of that art dealer that lived next to her grandfather, and they kind of like tinkered with it. And made a little like label that they would put on the backs of those paintings from him. Okay, to be like it was definitely the. It was that guy because look, it. it's clearly yeah. authentic because look, yeah. he's, there, he's there. We've got this little label, yeah. yeah. And some and so people are like, mm, that seems a little weird. Like that's not a normal thing. So then they kind of they were like, oh, we need to we need to provide more like sort of proof. So what she did was she she posed for a picture, an old timey picture. Where she pretended to be her grandmother mm-hmm. with this old sepia tone, like ratty little photograph. Just like an eye photo filter. <laughs> Just make it black and white. Yeah, essentially. This is you when you get burn, older. Burn the edges, burn the edges on like a gas I mean, stove. Pretty much, pretty much. Wrinkle the paper, then yeah. flatten it Soak out. Soak it again. in coffee. Dude, literally all those things. Yeah. Like the coffee thing, definitely. The coffee element was a part of it. Right. Because when later they did a chemical analysis, they were like, there's traces of coffee in this picture. Right. They kind of made it look all that's hilarious. But she posed in front of the pictures that they were trying to pass off. Okay. So the the idea was like, well, look, that's my grandmother from like 19, you know, 42. You don't take my word for it. Take Nana's word for it. Look at Nana. Are you going to call Nana a liar? You're a horrible person. Yeah. You're going to help. Yeah. Nana is. Known throughout the village is honest. Except yeah. when she lies about her virginity, I believe. It's a callback. That'll be me. <laughs> I love that circle. Way to bring it back. Yeah, man, we're, pro- we're professionals. We're professionals. It's called bookending. <laughs> so um, that seemed to work for some time, and the money came in. They bought their mansion, they bought their four bread toaster. Wow. Yeah. But. They got greedy again. And then Wolfie was like, well, why don't I... Fuck this. Fuck these B-level painters. Why don't I do, like... I'll reproduce a fucking lost Picasso. I'll do a reproduced Renoir. I'll do a reproduced Rembrandt. I'll do a reproduced, you know, you know, Warhol. I'll do another Harry Nostril, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, they did do that. They did do that. I like it. Wow. And then they got caught. Right. You know how they got snagged in the end? Tell us, please. He was very scrupulous about like matching up the canvases and the pigments to the time era that he was trying to forge. Mm-hmm. So he just, he was like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing like a painting that's supposed to be from like 1850. I know that this particular pigment was available back then. So he bought that one. What he didn't know was that the guy that made that pigment just not like nefariously, but just for expediency mixed in a modern 
form of uh, that paint. Right. And so he just, you know, Wolfie bought it, made the painting. And at this time, the heat is on and people are like after him. Yeah. And so then they, they chemically analyzed like, like a little tiny bit of paint. And they're like, dude, there's no way. This, there's traces. There's no pig's blood in this. There's not any pig's blood. But Instead, I mean, it's there's like, there. there's literally an almanac from 1991 in this. There's a photograph <laughs> of Beyonce in, in the pig. <laughs> She wasn't a big deal in 1915. She was no one even knew she about She was it. a very small time recording. She was still like busking. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they got it. <gasps> All right. Shall we make some? So we're gonna caramel. right now. What we're gonna do is we're gonna make caramel for some ice cream that we're also gonna make. Yeah. And this is for an upcoming episode, which you guys will hear in about ten weeks. <laughs> yeah. Give or take. Yeah. But the ice cream keeps. But it's, you, yeah, you hang in there. We work hang there. in there. Okay, so to make this ice cream, yeah. I've already sort of simmered or started to simmer. Yep. Sugar and salt and water. Sugar, salt, and water. This is for the caramel portion of the caramel. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so I'm now going to wait until this is the color of a penny. Of a penny. Of an American penny. Which is, penny. let's say it all at once, color. Oh, one cent. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. Did you turn it on? Did you turn it on? One yes. cent. In unison, everybody. <laughs> one, one cent. cent. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yeah? I'm not trying to, like, produce you right now. Yeah, what? You know what I mean? Like, I've taken my producer hat off. Sure, I bet. I've what? taken my director hat off. What am I doing wrong? I've taken my what? master of podcast hat off. I've got a lot of hats. Hold on. I've taken my... Oh, my God. Uh, have you but turned it on? what he doesn't have yes! is a lot you of hair. Five times is on. It's on a low heat right now. We're back to fighting. Episode 21. Episode 21. The fighting episode. All right. Do Cody, do while I stir this for the next three hours, yeah. can you regale us with your gemology chat? So, oh, let's our, just check we're recording because this is where we got oh, to last time. You know, I think I might be the actual secret hero of this entire episode. Okay, can you imagine if we got to the end of the night? Can you imagine? Right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We did... I'm like, as much as that was hard to do again... Secret hero of the entire okay, episode. Well, I feel like the second time around, there was definitely improvements. I don't know the you got to edit out the part about being the secret hero. Guys, seriously. No, that's definitely... That, that's definitely... It's being not a hero. fucking I'm secret. I'm take a sip of that. It's not a secret. Thank you, Bob. I am the actual hero. You're right. Thank the you. sugar has actually melted. Hey... Who is fully aware that jewelry is the absolute first form of money? Ooh. Ooh. Cowrie shells. Go on. Did I yeah. spoil it? Was it cowrie shells? No, it wasn't. It was gold. It's always been gold. Cur- currently, currently, the weight of gold also is my... Anyways, here we go. <laughs> so, back in the... Sorry. Can you make more noise? Sorry. It's a fucking iceberg in there. You, you know you're a professional. You, stop measuring. you start winging shit. Oh, you guys yelled force. at me when I wasn't measuring for the caramel. Use the force. Yeah, there's handy. a recipe. Okay. Jewelry is also yeah. type of art. Okay. But here is one of the most untold infamous stories of jewelry heists and stealing and fakes that have been pawned off. Sick. I love that. So I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna give it away to begin with. But at one point, and if you start to piece these things together, don't be a spoiler prude. 
I won't be a spoiler prude. Do it. Because yeah. there That's is the a punchline. Oh, there is a punchline. I've never been a spoiler prude as long as I lived. <laughs> Uh, so at one point there was this Very massive. <laughs> You're so good at interrupting. Oh my god, All I right. almost forgot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't do, been I here know. in a while. Yeah. Let's let's share that public joke about how yeah. horrible Joe is. Ah. Oh, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know. So she's the worst. In in the 1700s, <laughs> which is. Six. Three hundred years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From now. If you look back in a different perspective. There you go. Time is not linear. Thank in you. the 17th century, which is three hundred years previously. Yep. There was a one of the biggest diamonds that's ever been found. Um, How big was that? It was a hundred. Can we do that again? Can we do that again? Can we do that again? Yeah. Okay. I got a thing. I got a thing. It'll be okay. fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Say that again. So yeah, back. Exactly. Exactly. Bob knows. Bob's been around the block. Bob's been up and down the street and around the corner and in that house, out the backyard. On the, the bus, off the bus. Yeah, yeah. Apologize to the bus driver. <laughs> Got a bus transfer, went downtown, bought a couple of That's going to be done before I'm done with no. this story. Got an Uber anyway. Got an Uber anyway. Okay. Sorry, we've been drinking a lot. Yeah, we've done this. This is the third. This is run normally for- the end of it, right? This yeah, is where this, this is all the silly part that's get that Max cuts out, but yeah, okay. Max stop. Do it again because I got a funny thing that I want to do. Yeah. I want to try out. First time ever. So back in the late sixteenth hundreds or the seventeenth century. How big was it? Wait, what? Oh my god. I just start over again? <laughs> We're never going home. <laughs> So back in the late right, 1600s. Sorry. That was a reference. Shut up! Please shut up! <laughs> back in the Get late. Yeah, <laughs> Can I have the fucking talking bear stick? Where the hell is it? No, we burned it. Boshnickety! Boshnickety! <laughs> His penis is the talking stick. <laughs> His double penis is the talking You have to hold it with both hands before and like, the room goes like silent. searching for water, too. It's like, woo <laughs> Sorry, go on, Cody. You're oh, doing great. Okay. Back in the late 1600s mm-hmm. or the 17th century, there was a huge, beautiful diamond that was found. How big was it? That's the part. That's actually the part. Like, we should all say that together. Okay. Three, you know what I mean? Three. Say that part again, and then all of us need to say that. Does she have to say it again? Can it, you just cut this in? Yeah, we could. Yeah. Three, two, one. How big was it? That'll be funny. It was 112 carats. What does that mean? 112 carats. So to put it into perspective for you, mm. it is approximately 30 grams. 30 to 35 What's grams. What's a gram? Look, again, I don't know. I don't know what that means. How much is a gram? Show me how many fists that would be. One fist. That's about a large fist. Um, yeah, it's the whole thing was diamond. The whole I mean, thing just, was diamond. You're t- you're talking about a lot, like a huge softball. It's a softball. A softball of fists. A softball of diamond. Oh, diamond. <clears throat> a softball of diamond. That's a pretty good engagement ring. Like, Approximately. If you know that you have to say yes. And King Louis, King <laughs> Louis the XIV. Does anyone know Roman numerals? 14. I've had too much to 14, drink. 14, 14. King Louis oh, the 14th. I think we all 14. went to school. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all graduated high school. King Louis the 14th now has this massive diamond, and they recut it into 67, into a 67 carat 
Blue Diamond, which they call Blue Diamond of the Crown. Cool. Not the green. So now it's a, now it's a now it's an actual baseball about a baseball oh, tennis ball sized diamond. Huge blue diamond that they put in the crown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Queen's Crown of France. The that Queen was, of France. Yes. They put it in her fucking crown. This She's a special lady. Baseball size, this fucking huge piece of Oh yeah, it was incredible. What was her name? Frenchie Royale. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Creme Brulee. Yeah. But they figured yeah, I, thought that, was... I thought it was Crepe. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was French fries. But at a certain point, they're wearing it on the head and that piece of crown, it was offset, it was heavy, it didn't quite work right. So they reset it into a ceremonial piece of jewelry. Okay. And that was often, more often than not, like worn around the neck, so it had somewhere to rest instead of just up in space on someone's head. Sure. Then, as we all know, this famous name, so King Louis XIV and Marie Antoinette. Mm. They tried to flee France, and they took all of the jewels. They attempted to take the jewels with them. And because they tried to flee, they got caught. They did then, get caught. Yep. Who caught them? The revolutionaries. Re- made that up. So did I check out? No. Research. Let's get a research. Well, Fish you know crotchety <clears throat> fucking caught them. So they tried to leave. The jewelry was confiscated by the government because they were trying to flee France. Mm-hmm. And now the French royal treasury owned this 67 carat blue diamond that is now set into a piece of ceremonial jewelry. Yeah. Where are you going, Bob? So now the French, the French government's like, cool, jewelry's safe. Let's move on to more important things, beheadings, beheadings, and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of shit happened. Holocaust, 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 yeah. Rwanda, genocide, and this is where we are today. Fast forward to 1792, where starts a week long loot. Oh, yeah. Upon the royals and the government of France. So people were just like, fuck this. And the legend has it, mm. and this is 100% legend. Yeah, the yeah. legend has it that the beginning parts of the, these, these looting things. Uh, the looting events mm-hmm. was all a coup to steal to get that gem. this one well, that diamond, yeah. huge diamond. Okay. Again, fast forward. Now we're in 1812. And a diamond merchant in London has a beautifully blue, brilliant, heart-cut diamond. Ooh. Weighing about 45 Wait. carats. Who's got it? His name was Henry Philip Hope. Mm. Mm. This is the part where you don't want me to give away the ending. I know the ending of this, yeah. So you put all of it and all of it together? Yeah. This is where the Hope Diamond came from. What's the Hope Diamond? What the fuck? Don't burn the goddamn caramel. You don't know what the Hope Diamond is? Wait, hang on a second. Before you go on. That's it, that's it. No, turn it off. What the fuck's the Hope Diamond and why does everyone else know about it? The Hope Diamond is one of the largest <laughs> Why aren't they ever invited to your parties? Here's the fun part about the whole thing. Is none of this can actually be proven. Okay. Uh, this blue diamond, this beautiful blue Hope Diamond, mm. appeared out of nowhere. Really? It appeared out of nowhere. I'm sure it appeared out of a free fall. <laughs> Almost. Call back. It was about 150 years later. Mm. So 150 years later, it resurfaces 
by this nobody, Henry Philip Pope Diamond guy, mm-hmm. diamond merchant, who shouldn't have come across this, but then goes absolutely viral. Mm. Because not only does he have this beautiful, huge diamond, blue diamond, which again, it's blue is one of the highest valued colors. If, then it, this ain't, guy if goes, it ain't blue, it ain't true. That's what we used to say in my neighborhood. Yeah. I used to say, if it ain't blue, put it through. <laughs> what is it about fucking corpses? I thought it was about STDs, but all right. I thought we were going into like a waffle territory, <laughs> but never it, mind. If it ain't blue, put it through. Send it along. Transit system. My best friend. So it's all. Get your metro card out. Get your metro card out. So it's all these theories. It's all these theories and then people connecting dots. Sorry, I'm still making goddamn butter. Kramer. What am I making? Caramel. The idealism involved with this is staggering. He's got a recipe here. Fuck! I'm That's the fucking tagline yeah. right there. I am gonna make sugar this the way. The I idealism want. involved with this is staggering. That's the fucking tagline, dude. <laughs> You've encapsulated everything about this, though. Yeah. Not just the caramel making. No, no, the entire endeavor. Sugar facts. Sugar facts. The idealism is staggering. <laughs> Let me tell you, motherfuckers. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Are you recording still? Yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck. Right. That's a great question. <laughs> such a good question. Yep. Still going. It's still recording. In the early hours of the 14th of September this year, an artwork valued at $6 million was stolen from the Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire. The artwork, I hear you ask? Mm. A working toilet made of solid gold titled America. The toilet was part of an exhibition by Italian conceptual artist Maurizio Cattelan and the burglary, burglary, whatever, <laughs> and the burglary reportedly caused None significant right. damage. Right. Right. Burglary. Yeah, that's right. There it is. Nailed it. One more time. The toilet was part of an exhibition by Italian conceptual artist Maurizio Cattelan and the burglary reported reportedly caused significant damage and flooding as the toilet was still plumbed into the building. They just like ripped it out of the wall. So it's made of solid gold. Solid gold, solid gold toilet. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the toilet was working so that the public could come in and like they could pay like the ticket to come into the grounds of the, of the palace and mm. use the toilet. So they would book their slot ahead of time. And they had specifically a, to use that toilet. If, if they want, there's other things to do Why there. Americans what? what? Keep going. Let's no, it was in the UK. <laughs> it was in the UK. No, I mean uh, that's an interesting point, actually. Someone made a toilet, called it America, right. and charged people and then to piss on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And we're and we're expected to take we're refugees just after that. To roll that with that. I don't yeah. Um. Maga, 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 maga. And so. Uh, no, I'm not the one that made a toilet. The public, the public could come and use the toilet, booking their time slot in advance and accept a three-minute time limit mm. if you wanted to pee on the toilet. Three minutes is a long time. Yeah. To be on a toilet? Pee for three minutes. Let's well, you get like a little, you know, pee for three minutes. You just, minutes. you can like go into the bathroom and then hang out. Let's for do minutes. this. Let's do this. This oh, is going to be fun. No, it won't. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, Joe. 
So I went missing in September this year. The month before that, in August, Ed, Edward Spencer Churchill, I think he was like the curator, he was like related to royalty, he was somehow related to the exhibition. Uh, he said he was relaxed about security for the artwork. Really quote, relaxed. quote, <laughs> it's not going to be the easiest thing to nick, he said. Oh, yeah. That's like you keep talking through the fucking punchline of the whole fucking story. That's it. That's like the whole thing. That was the punchline. Well, there's oh. one paragraph at the end, but you guys talked through it three times. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so was that an original piece by Joe, or did you just read something off the internet? Oh, shit. Um, I, no, I'd like cut together bits of an article, but do you have a direct thought of Bob, or do you just cut pieces together and make a thought? Anyway, uh, on my podcast, as of the, the public I mean, would assume that it's all original it's content. Such a good yeah, point, like read it and then I write point. something. It's such a good point. It's such a good point. So far, six people have been arrested on suspicion of conspiring to commit a burglary. A burglary? Fuck. Burglary. On suspicion of conspiring to commit a burglary, but the toilet is still at large. Yes, I the write it. I read about it, and then I write it, but I can't. It's a quote. That was a direct quote, so I'm not going to rewrite that. That was my Def- whole goddamn story. Nobody likes him. Defensive. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you, what, what do we call him? Podcrasher? Yeah, it? you're turned into a podcrasher too. Hot Me? Hot I'm on your fucking side. What are you talking I about? One punchline that whole three paragraphs. Yeah, yeah. You were building up to it and they fucked it up. You, Brian, you and Cody talked through my punchline three times. Hey, so what is diamonds made out of? Light and hoax. You're wrong. What's another one? Anyone else have any ideas about what diamonds are made out of? Geometry and... Quartz and silver. Yours. You guys are so wrong. So carbon. Carbon makes... Carbon monoxide. I was going to say that. Yeah. Just carbon. Just carbon. Let's just zero in on one thing at a time. Climate change is it. Climate change is the answer to climate change. It always is. No, it, it was carbon. Change. Carbon change. Carbon change. change. What is the big thing that makes diamonds? Carbon. Carbon change. Is this a quiz? Carbon. Carbon makes diamonds. What's it got to do with sugar? Is this part of the show? Hey guys, what makes a big (laughs) part of diamonds? Carbon. Carbon. Um, I said it first. And, and Sugar is also made up of a very large amount of carbon. Wow. So can sugar eventually turn into diamonds? That's my question. If, you, my if question. you if you hit sugar, if you just keep beating sugar up, will it turn into diamonds? If you sit on sugar for long enough. Does if you take diamonds? enough carbon mm. and you pressurize it, you might get is that how sugar a diamond. Going? Okay. Is that your sugar pack? Things that diamonds and... Sugar and you know what, Brian? Don't I had, fucking get I had that. Good, Don't take that fucking tone with me. I had a good Don't take that, that was a with good me. sugar fact. It was a good sugar fact. I'm just fact. pretty wasted, so I wasn't really registering and how to respond. I've got a sugar fact too. What am I finding? Carbon chain? Yeah. No. Yeah. Tell me the top three flexible organs in your body. Top your three. Tongue. Top three. Top three. Brain. Your tongue is an organ. Tongue. Brain. Brain. <sighs> Uh, third toe on the left and nostrils. Go. Wow. No, it's no. definitely skin, stomach, and your organ. No, your skin. Yeah, your <laughs> skin, your tongue, and the third toe on the left. Your stomach, your intestines, and your skin. 
Bob has consistently. Can you say eyebrows? Got it right. Every time. Organ. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Your organ. We need, organ. We need an eyebrow transplant. We need an eyebrow <laughs> transplant stat. I need an organ. <laughs> 53 cc's of eyebrow. Now. It's definitely, that is, will be on the black market. So was it eyebrow, Brian? No, it was stomach. Not eyebrow. No, not eyebrow. Not tongue either. Damn. No, not tongue. Oh, dude, obviously I wasn't answering seriously. I was saying third toe on the left. No one thinks that seriously. <laughs> it was sarcasm, listeners. Uh, your stomach is flexible. I'm going to let that sit, let you guys absorb that. Yeah, that it is. As much as the stomach will it absorb. It expands, it contracts. There yeah, I'm go. with you. There you go. Cody, 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 hey, join me on the train to fucking facts. We're going on the fact train right now, and you've got a first class ticket. I'm lucky. The stomach is a flexible organ. Mm. When you consume a large meal, we've done that before, right? From time to time. I feel like maybe once. The walls of the upper section of the stomach relax to make room for the food. You're eating, you're eating, you're eating. Your stomach's going to accommodate that food. And it's going to become larger than it normally does. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm with you. What I'm leading up to is what comes first, dinner or dessert? Dessert. You nailed it. Dessert. She nailed it too. She got it. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Cody. Now, here's the fun thing about my sugar fat. Because I've long been an advocate of dessert first. And I now the reason I do dessert first is because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen second to second. I don't know if the fucking bombs are going to drop. I don't know if a fucking murderer in the guise of Cody is going to show up here and just kill us. I might do that. Yeah, you might. <laughs> So I don't know what the Felt fuck like is happening. So I'm I'm always like, I'll yeah. have the dessert first. Yeah. It turns out that's the way to go. Wow. Because, well, I'll tell you. So when you ingest a little small amount of sugar, that's going to send signals to your brain. And the signals are going to say, relax. This is what we do. We prepare for food. If you eat too much dessert after dinner... You're you're disgusting and you'll explode. You gotta you gotta hit it you gotta hit it just right, like a mouthful, like like a spoonful of fucking caramel. Spoonful of sugar, sugar makes, makes the medicine, medicine go, go down. down. Medicine. Oh, you guys are cute. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm gonna do my sugar fact before my phone breaks. Nah, I don't think we have enough time. Shut up. Okay, tonight's sugar fact is dedicated to the one and only Anshul Tawari. She put me onto this, and when she first told me about this, I was like, that sounds like a conspiracy. But I was reading about it today, and it's true. So have you ever been on the pill? Yes. And when you were on the pill, Cody, so just for the listeners, I didn't ask Brian that question. I tried it. It didn't work. Yeah. So when you were taking the pill, did you ever take the sugar pill while you were on your course of meds? Oh, you already skipped it. Yes. Yes. So for those not familiar, a sachet of the birth pill will include three weeks of birth pill and one week of sugar pill. Correct. And you take the cycle of sugar pills. Let's informate them. Informate them. <laughs> Let's informate them. Time for so, information. So, so you would take, when I was on the pill and when anyone is ever on the pill, you, you would take your three weeks of birth control and then one week of sugar pill yeah. to, to initiate your period. Okay. So do you know why we do that? No, I do not, actually. Right. So basically, 
the pill has been around for 60 years in this form and women have been led to believe that you have to take it in this way, that it's healthy, it's natural, you've got to take your sugar pills or at least like you know, take your sugar pills, get your period every month. Do the, month. Course. Do do the, the course. course. Do the course. I always thought for me as a woman, I always thought it was just to keep uh, the idea of regulating, always taking a pill at a certain right. time. That would be important because that that that's the time, the date, and the, yeah, that's the point of the regular. sugar pill to keep to keep the to keep the um Happy. the, the habit, regimen going. to keep the regimen. Yeah. That's exactly you right. don't actually have the to reason though. The reason for the sugar pill is not scientific. The thinking is actually traced back to the Catholic Church. Oh, Let me tell you why. The seven inactive pills, including in most oral birth control packets and not there for a medical reason. Each time a woman pops out a sugar pill, it is a reminder of a futile attempt to placate the pope. So basically when the first, yeah, when the first, when the first birth control pill hit the market in the 1960s, it had a huge impact on society. It was a gynecological breakthrough. It was a social breakthrough. And one of the gynecologists working on the pill, John Rock, was a devout Catholic. He knew that in order for the pill to be accepted by the Catholic Church and its followers, it would have to be sold as a, quote, natural form of contraception based on hormones already present in the female body. So the church had already condemned, as we know, unnatural contraception, like condoms. Right, if if God wants you to have a child, then you're going to have a child. Exactly. Right, Um, And then the rhythm method, which is when, like, a couple will time their sex according to a monthly cycle, yeah, was deemed normal and acceptable. So according to an American journalist, Jonathan Eag, the symptoms induced by the hormonal contraceptives made women think they were pregnant. So Rock and his collaborators advised women to skip the pills for five days, so which would trigger a false period and assure them that a pregnancy had not taken place. So the idea of the sugar pill was basically to like encourage women to have a period every month. It made it feel like a more natural thing to have happen, and hopefully then the Pope would approve. But all those efforts were made in vain. In 1968, years after FDA approval, Pope Paul VI declared all forms of, quote, artificial contraception to be against church doctrine, including the pill. Today, most gynecologists agree that bleeding each month is medically unnecessary and skipping your period is perfectly safe. There is no reason to take your sugar pill. You can just keep okay. taking So right pill. before, I'm not going to like... fucking radical. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that this is a great thing. I'm not going to say that I, I am a medical professor in any of this. But when That's I switch fair. from the pill <laughs> to an IUD... One of the things that they were talking to me about was even in even in historical days, the women who would be pregnant and ovulating, and then just the normal life cycle of not pregnant and and dealing with it, mm. you would be pregnant the majority of the time, and unfortunately, you would lose many of the pregnancies, many of the children, because we didn't have vaccinations, we mm. didn't have. A lot of these oh, medical like back treatments, in, back in and the we day. didn't uh, we didn't have cesarean sections. We didn't have a lot of these things. So just go for it. So your See body would be right. pregnant. A woman's body would be pregnant the majority of her life. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. 
That is totally fucked up. It's not uh, fucked up. It's a life cycle. It's not know, fucked up. Just, it is no, a life I'm cycle. Just, just it is like, the most basic of human survival. It's not yeah. fucked up. It no, is a life cycle. I, just kind of up. I think it's fucked up because I don't like pregnancy because is quite taxing on the female body. And so if you are pregnant for most of your life, that is a huge tax on your body. But it's unrespected. I don't think it's fucked up. I think it's unrespected. And I think people don't respect pregnant women. But the culture the, but, loves pregnant women. Yeah. They the culture loves pregnant women, but they love it in the, in the, in the bright, shiny idea of what pregnant women are that you give birth and you have every single time you have life and every single time there is this immediate result and i as a man help to create this result that that makes all right so pregnancy is respected because it leads to a baby when actually most pregnancies end in miscarriage most pregnancies end in miscarriage uh, and back in the day most a lot of pregnancies end in both the fetus and the woman dying right well that's why it's fucked up that's what i'm saying i'm saying pregnancy is not like a great thing for women it's only recently been like a survivable condition All, all through history, it's been a survival. Feminazi, sorry. It's been a, it's it has been a survival condition. It's really going that way. It's not no, a feminazi. It's not though. No, that was tongue in cheek. I not. I just think like if anything makes a like humans die at the rate that pregnancy did. We should we be would have viewing. That. Yeah, well, it would have been like and we did. war we, on we pregnancy. We stopped it. Right? We stopped yeah. it with contraceptive by saying we can recognize that pregnancy is taxing. Well, stop- but it's it's a danger to women's lives, so we can control it. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's fucked up. The Pope was like, "No, you shouldn't do you it." You have to fucking and, do this. Yeah, but then also. I'm the whole point of this whole anecdote was I didn't know this until like very recently as an adult. Like I took the pill in high school until like my early twenties. I was on the pill. I would take my sugar pills. I'd get my period every month because I was led to believe that was like the natural course of things. I didn't know that I could have just skipped every fucking period and never had a period and mm. it would not have impacted my health. In fact, like they did a they did a study and the health of women that kept skipping periods actually like increased or really? was, was deemed to be a higher level, like a high quality of life because they have to deal with periods. Okay. So that was episode 20, whatever. 20, 21. Yeah, 21. Thanks for listening, everyone. Brian, yeah. where can they find us? They can find us on all the available units. Okay. By the time you're listening to this, I've said this before, but surely Mm. this time it's true. Mm. I think we're on YouTube by now. Plumb the tubes. Plumb the tubes. Find us on there. um, You can can get us with our handle. Sugar facts. Yeah. Just that's it. That makes sense. And as always, like us in real life. life.